you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast are saving their best work for the Theology podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Let's make this one count, guys. Uh, let me tell you why. I'm going to open up the kimono here. <laughs> That's <laughs> repulsive. That's okay. little corpo jargon for you. little corpo <laughs> jargo. Uh, stay above the treetops. Um, I'm going to hit you with the fire hose of data. This is our last show together as a foursome for a couple of weeks. The old Zeus is going away next week. Making like the boss and going to the Jersey Shore. Looking forward to that. After that. Rosie, the boss. You mean Bruce Springsteen, not yes. not my nickname. The original boss. Just pointing that out. Yeah, I, thank you for clarifying. I've never been the audience. I've never been. Uh, Greg uh, and Wes the next week going somewhere. Mark, you might be a little nervous. They might be jogging together in a park <laughs> with um, a CNN personality. I'm going yeah. to Cincinnati. I doubt Greg is spending his vacation there. I have been to Cincinnati, though, and it's a good time. I like Cincinnati. By the way, I'm sneaky leaving next week as well for a period of days. <laughs> Who's going to do the show? Well, we got a, ooh, Colleen and Lindsay, maybe. No, we we'll, be, we'll be here next We've week. We've got backups. We'll be here next week. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, yes, this is our last show together for a few weeks, so uh, let's make it count. Everybody open your kimonos, get nasty. Um, busy week. This is supposed to be a, a slow week. All week I've been – you know, tied up with this all or nothing series that is premiering tonight, Thursday at midnight. Uh, it's an eight part documentary mm. on the Cardinals 2015 season that of course the team around the NFL. Um, and uh, listen, I'm guys, I'm about 6,500 words deep on copy in the past three or four days. Not all one piece though, right? Eight different pieces, but pretty exhaustive. So if you um, are a fan of, the Hard Knocks recaps on NFL.com, you will love the All or Nothing 
recap. I like the idea of unleashing it at midnight. That feels like an old school movie theaters move. Yeah, I do like that. That is. Uh, I won't be there to game. start watching it then, but uh, you could binge watch. And my my buddy Jason Zumwalt, friend of the show, who went uh, with me to the premiere of this all or nothing thing, he is going to binge watch all through the night. He's a diehard Cardinals fan, <laughs> wow. which is wild. Um, and I was like, Jay, you really going to do that? And he's like. Bro, I binge-watch Daredevil, and I don't even like that show. Of course I'm going to do it with this. <laughs> uh, that's Zumwalt in a nutshell. So, But the recaps will drop once a day all through next week, so make sure you check that out. Also, special thanks to Alexis Frederick Frost, who is a illustrator mm. slash artist based in the U.K., I believe. Yes. Who Great uh, poet, too. Is, okay. Who, uh, who uh, drew up some illustrations for each of the heroes – including the satellite heroes, uh, and you can check out our Twitter feeds to see them all. Great attention to detail on each of the illustrations. Based off of our gnome conversation on what's more likely the other day. Yes. And by the way, this guy much better at his job than we are at ours. Well, he's a true pro. It it, it makes me think of when Josh Raymer made those T-shirts for us, which, you know, Dan wore at Wes's most recent party. I did. I did. So we have some interesting, uh, talented people tracking the show. Is it possible that people that listen to the show, they're all more talented than us? Very possible. Speaking of our most fervent listeners, I've got to give a shout out to uh, our biggest fans in Austria, Stacy and Andy, getting married. They ended up going. To, they ended up getting to Tybee, hanging out at Huckapoo's, and some of my Huckapoo's friends are actually going to Vienna, Austria, to go to the wedding. Wow! So, <laughs> really? Congrats to Stacy and Andy, and y'all wow. have fun. You crazy kids are gonna make it. You know what that means, Wes. Yeah, we're bringing people together. That means you're next, buddy. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm going to call it. Prediction. That's insane that they met people at a random bar. Well, I don't to know them, they, random. I don't know if they met at oh, okay. Cruise, but okay. they came and visited and okay. hung out with a bunch of my friends. And now. Well, I'm saying your fr- they met your friends in, at Huckabee, right. right? And you just, okay, meet, meet some people at a bar. Hey, you want to come to our wedding? They, I like ca- how they, they stayed roll. in touch, yeah. When are we going to start announcing like 100 year old's birthdays on this show, like <laughs> Willard Scott <laughs> on the Today Show? When Willard Scott turns 100, we will announce his 100th birthday. That's fair. I think he's still alive. You know who's not alive? Robert Stack, dead. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great show coming up today. A minus pre-show grade. Whoa. So uh, bring the heat. Oh, by the way, Mark also on television this morning. He uh, did his stratomatic thing. He's really, t- you know, what do they call it? Taking water from the stone. Getting every last drop out. <laughs> well, of I am not. Side. I am not push. I did not push for that to happen. You're like Affleck uh, for during the. But that's Batman great that you were on, of course. It feels like about 14 hours ago at this point. I have no Which memory. Which probably of was happened. right. It was close. Yeah. So if you have a chance to check that out, Mark uh, talked about his Stratomatic piece, NFL.com/slash/Stratomatic. All right, now going to talk about a high octane banger by Greg, a uh, piece that he wrote on the best defensive lines in football, and I. You know, usually, you know, I read everything, as you guys know. I can, I just like consume all the content on the site. False. I have not seen because I've been so busy with all or nothing. I have not had a chance to read this yet. I assume the Jets will be buried unfairly in Greg's piece, but that's not true. You know, we'll get to that. There's an easy way to find out, but we can find out later. Yeah, that's called the tease in the business, Greg. Just let let it hang there. Just be like, oh, you'll find out. They might have been given too much credit considering some of the malarkey surrounding that team at the moment. Oh, stop it, Mark. Wow. And uh, we will also talk about uh, – we're going to get our sandwich props where we do the regular se- season 
you know, go get my lunch predictions. Uh, that comes next month uh, or in August, I should say. But just for fun, we're going to look at the 12 teams that made the playoffs in 2015. And each of us will pick one team that we are fairly confident will not return to the play- playoffs in 2016. This always ends up well uh, for uh, <laughs> self-described football experts. So we'll see how that turns out. But before we do any of that, we check behind the glass with the Irishman who once again will be batting leadoff for the Shield. What's up, buddy? I got in today. Feeling good. Today was Thursday. I saw your guys' awesome gnomes. So, you know, I clicked on the profile like, maybe I want to get one. (laughs) And uh, now I'm just depressed. So you were thinking you would have a gnome. I was hoping I would have a gnome. I think you have to get on Mount Rushmore. Well, I mean, Mm. Sid didn't have one. That's what I mean. Gold standard didn't have one. We haven't really had the ceremony yet to see who's on Rushmore. That will come later, but... Don't don't feel bad about it. Because okay. Colleen and Lindsay didn't get gnomes either. I'm not going to lie. That actually made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been turning them out. I mean, it, you, you could have a gnome by the time this show goes to publication. The also question is, does he know what you look like? You kept your social media world under wraps for so long that now you're asking for people to draw representations of you. It's asking a lot. Yeah, of very it. smart move in the 21st century for a young sports professional to stay away from social media. <laughs> Entirely. <laughs> that's how I would. T- that's secret. how I would approach. I can't the wait to see the Sugar Ray Noom. <laughs> Seriously, like a little, maybe a little Sugar Ray CD on the back. You know, on the no, wall, maybe a poster. Don't no, give him any idea. Don't give him any ideas. Let's see if it happens organically. But I okay. like, like what you're thinking is by mentioning this, you almost put him on the spot where he has to. Do it. We're off to an organic stuff. start. That's yeah. Funny. He's definitely doing it. Let's do some news. <laughs> Did I miss something there? Nope. Was, so there's no news drop today? It's a very serious day, Dan. There's a lot of suspensions going on, and um, we're going to take a serious tone today. I, I got uh, four words for you, buddy. Put down the chisels! Whoa. Don't afraid to be great. And you know I'm <laughs> taking a risk out there. So, <laughs> what is wrong uh, with you today? You're doing terribly right Someone now. got to you. No, I'm actually not going to lie. I was working on the best of, and uh, at one point, Gold <laughs> Standard did a news drop, and he didn't even use a news drop. So... What is, is everything okay, Brandon? Well, I, this turns so dark. <laughs> no, I actually feel fantastic today. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. I couldn't think of one today. Oh, we could always help you with that. I know. Okay, so, that's fine. All right. All right. I feel great, though, by the way. Ready to lead off. I don't know. Yeah, you feel like... Is, is his head in the right place? Is I, a little, I don't, I don't know what's sense. going on back there. All right, let's do some news. Andrew Luck is the highest paid player. I think you feel great like Charlie Sheen felt great at the end of his <laughs> manic episodes. Let's uh, stay know. off the drug jokes today, Dan. There's <laughs> okay. a lot of uh, suspensions going on out there. What? All right, we will. Does anybody know what's going on? With know, you, uh, maybe it's the uh, training going on behind me. I feel like a sense of pressure that mm. people are in here today. I'm not sure. He's Hit. really upset about the whole no gnome thing. And the, the, the drug suspensions. What, what is, what's that all about? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go on now. Okay. Andrew Luck is the highest paid player in the NFL. He signed a six-year, $140 million contract uh, to remain with the Colts. Uh, this deal includes $47 million in fully guaranteed dollars, averaging $23.3 million per season. Uh, the Colts obviously put no stock, and Jim Irsay, the owner, said, said as much in last season's struggles and uh, injury. And just looked ahead and saw Andrew Luck as a young, still ascendant quarterback, top five quarterback, you could certainly argue. So, Wes, this is the type of deal that makes sense for both sides, doesn't it? It was inevitable, and I didn't understand kind of the hand-wringing that was going on on Twitter. 
people couldn't believe that he was getting so much money. I thought it was an eminently reasonable deal for both sides. He probably could have wrung more money out of the Colts if he wanted to. But to me, he's one of the undeniable talents in the NFL, and Bucky Brooks wrote about this. He is a guy who's not a system guy. He could play in any system, in any era. And multiple well-respected analysts, former players, former coaches, former GMs have basically said, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. What's, what's not to love about this? Yeah, hand-wringing over the money is something that really tires me. Now I'm tired of the whole guaranteed guarantees and even paying attention to all that stuff. When It's like, why why are we so concerned about all of that anyways? That's not really why we like football. It shouldn't be a surprise. Joe Flacco was the top-paid player in the league. He has not really been a top-10 quarterback that often. Eli Manning has been the top play, pay, player in the league at one point. This is just what happens. If you're a quarterback and you're young or young-ish and you're up for a contract, you become the top-paid player in the league and he won't be at some point when Aaron Rodgers signs a contract or someone else signs a contract. Yeah, any team without a quarterback where you're basically just in purgatory would love to have this problem of having to pay a quarterback like Andrew Luck the money they paid. The deal was not outrageous at all. It's just the next it's the next quarterback to get paid. And and Dan brought it up in the office. There's it's a different sport and I'm not comparing the two sports. It's a totally different structure, but they're like a laundry list of mid-tier, underwhelming baseball players making a flood of more money than Andrew Luck. Football's money structure in general probably needs to change at some point. This is not an outrageous deal for what you're getting. This guy solidifies your franchise forever. I look at at the salaries in baseball that doesn't that don't have a cap. Um, and then I think about the next CBA, and I worry that eventually people are going to be like, wait, Andrew Luck is making the same guaranteed money as Ricky Nolasco, and there's right. going to be somebody in that in that union that's eventually going to say, this needs to change radically <laughs> because this is the biggest sport in the country, and these guys are getting paid like fourth starters. Right, Rick Rick Porcello makes the same or more you know, per year. As, I don't even know who you're talking to. It's right. like a bunch of gangsters. Like, I mean, like those guys get the same or more guaranteed money. It's totally different okay. sports, but – the the point I think is that quarterbacks are underpaid. If if this guy was on an open market and there was no salary cap, how much is he worth? Fifty, seventy five million? How much is he worth compared to the rest of the roster? Would you rather have uh, Andrew Luck, and this is just in terms of cap number, or two Anthony Costanzos? I'd rather have I'd rather have Andrew Luck or five Anthony Costanzos. It, would you rather have Andrew Luck? A lot Luck of Italians or two Ryan Kerrigan's. You know what I mean? It's not like the quarterback salaries are out of whack. If anything, they're underpaid relative to what defensive ends and cornerbacks make. What I don't get is the doubt about whether he's going to recapture 2014. Right. There's no, there's no question that he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year when he played. I'm convinced he was never healthy, including week one. I think he entered the season with an arm injury. And I think it's telling that Jim Mercer releases a statement basically saying, we never even attempted to use 2015 as leverage. We're, so, we're that confident in him that he's the 2014 guy who was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL that we're not even going to use it as leverage. And to me, there's no reason to doubt him. If you watch the game film from 2012 to 2014, he's he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And, and it's an eye Woo! test. And they would it's know. It's an eye test. They would know if he was dealing with an injury behind the scenes. Which exactly. a lot of times, like when you read stuff, I'll never forget Peter King wrote a thing about Peyton Manning's, I think like 2005 season, where years later it was revealed that Manning was playing with like a horrible leg injury and thigh injury the entire time. And they don't even, they never revealed it. It never was on the injury report. Well, he's in good position, or at least the team is doing everything possible 
to support Andrew Luck. I know the line has not been good, and that's on them, but they are trying. Costanzo has a big contract. They draft Ryan Kelly as their center. They draft a bunch of other offensive linemen. But more importantly, you got Moncrief, Hilton, Dwayne Allen signed long-term, Philip Dorsett. You cannot say that the weapons around Andrew Luck are not sufficient. It's a great group that he can grow up with, and they're going to need to score a lot of points because that defense is lousy. It's going to be like 2014. Call me crazy, but if I'm starting a franchise tomorrow, I'm taking him before anybody. Mm. That includes Aaron Rodgers. Totally agree. He's 26 years old. I think he could still get better. He's got every aspect of the game uh, mastered when he's clicking right. I think the guy's going to be a stud for at least 10 more years. I'd take. What else could you ask for? I take Rodgers. It's it's close, but I I think yeah. If you want to start a franchise from an age angle, I'd go Luck. Well, there was a question on the website: who who is going to be the what is the quarterback rankings going to be in 2021 between Luck, Cam, and Russell Wilson? And part of my answer was that how hard a an impossible a question that is to answer because I don't I don't think that Luck is far and away. Uh, gonna have a better career than Wilson or Newt, and it wouldn't surprise me if any one of those three ends up being the guy we look at. I, I think that's how good Cam Newton and Russell Wilson is. I ended up saying I think Luck and Newton have the higher ceilings, and that so that's what I would go with. Uh, and I, I think Cam Newton, it, it's like he can get better. Russell Wilson, they can all get better. It's funny because if you asked this question this time last summer, most people would have Luck number one, Wilson number two, Newton number three. Right. Last summer, and now this year, I think even though this room would have Luck number one maybe. Most people would have him number three right now. I put Cam one. I had a hard time. I was sort of a tie at one, but I, I said Cam one A, Luck one B, and Wilson third, even though, like I said, I think it wouldn't be a surprise if Wilson's better than all of them. He's got the great organization, and I think he's almost the safest of the three. Hey, guys, let's talk some suspensions. It's the thing that's got our producer all shaken up. To oh, yeah. It. How's it going, by the way, back there? I'm doing a lot better now. Yeah? Yep. Feeling right. it. I'm going to give you a big hug after this show. That was a great, great segment you guys had there, by the way. Keep it up. <laughs> what is going on with Brandon? I, I think Spice Rack spice right. took over his body. Right, there yeah. is some spicy. That's it. Yes, There's exactly. A it's off, off putting. I, I did no. listen to that interview yesterday, so maybe it did. You know what? I'm all positive now. Oh. Keep up the good work. You how, about, how about Spice Rack, by the way? Minutes before the NBA draft started last Thursday, sent each of us like a 25 part. NBA draft preview. Loved it. Felt prepped for that. Well, it was actually I don't know much about the NBA, but it seemed like thorough analysis. If only he could have done that for football on this podcast. (laughs) That's all we wanted. The best was after he did that, six days later or four days later, he came back and said his account was hacked. (laughs) Sorry for sending all that NBA draft. you weren't a liar. (laughs) I love that, man. Clean it up, Spice Rack. All right, let's talk suspensions. We'll start with Rolando McClain, the troubled Cowboys linebacker. Uh, has been suspended 10 games for violating the NFL's policy against substances of, substances of abuse, the league announced. Uh, he was also suspended four games for violating the same policy to start the 2015 season. Uh, this is the latest valley in a career uh, where McLean came into the league as a top pick, flamed out, then had his redemption story with the Cowboys a couple of years ago, and now it seems to be going, Greg, back in the direction that takes him into uh, obscurity. What a wild career I realized he had. I mean, I knew it, but just looking back through all the old Roto World posts to do the background for this piece. <laughs> he been retired a, at age 24, he didn't reti- he? retired at tw- 24, sat out that year, uh, then was traded to the Cowboys. But, you know, in, 
in Oakland struggled with motivation, was kicked out of practice once and suspended for conduct detrimental to the team when he yelled at a coach. Uh, he was arrested and found guilty on charges of assault, reckless endangerment, menace, and wrongful discharge of a firearm. He was once arrested for resisting, I mean, resisting arrest when the cops pulled him over and asked him, uh, oh, what's your name? And he answered, y'all. <laughs> that was his name. And was, that so, the, was that the park unrest? So they, there was a they giant... literally. Wait, was that his name? Is that his? Well, that's name? the most ridiculous arrest ever. Because they said they also charged them with giving him the giving them the wrong name. It's like, come on, <laughs> we're like not providing his identification. <laughs> Anyways, he's he's had some ups and downs, but on on a real life uh, impact for the Cowboys, they are they've had a brutal off season. I mean, they have had they have three starters suspended for the start of the year for a combined eighteen games, and I and I realized that before we were looking at Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory with four games apiece, and saying, look, at, there's a lot of emphasis on early season suspensions. You can get past this. There's a lot to go in the year, but this is the heart of your defense. Not going to be there for a month plus, right? And, and ten games is a lot at a position uh, where they drafted Jalen Smith to replace Rolando McLean in 2017. But he's not going to be on the field. They also lost their third-round pick. They've had a brutal offseason. Malik Collins, a defensive tackle. Sean Lee's had a suspension, uh, a surgery, rather. He'll be back on the field, but he had a surgery this offseason, which you don't want. They just are short on players early in the year. Uh, and here's some good news. Masked is bad news for the New York Jets. Sheldon Richardson, their talented defensive lineman, has been suspended without pay for the first game of the 2016 regular season for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Uh, that is in connection with a 2015 off-season arrest in which he was speeding in a high-speed chase, and there was a kid in the car, and it was a whole big mess. And the reason I say good news is I actually remember being in the Sessler backyard when this happened, and it was like, oh, no, this sounded like one of those things. And this is still in kind of a post-Ray Rice world where you started, you were worried that any player of yours that, that got popped could just disappear. And I'll always remember a tweet from Mike Freeman uh, that spooked me and a lot of other other Jets fans. This is what it was. Have to say, I've heard from three different team sources, not on the Jets, and they all think Richardson will never play another NFL down. That just that actually gives you more of a what the NFL was like not so long ago after Ray Rice. One game for uh, Sheldon Richardson. Well, that's a terrible. That's a terrible tweet. Not a great tweet. I, I'm just taking a little trip back in the Wayback Machine. It's one game against Cincinnati. They will miss him. They'll need Leonard Williams to uh, step up. They'll need Mo Wilkerson to be healthy and on the team, uh, but they will survive. You could drive yourself absolutely mad trying to predict NFL discipline. Couldn't agree more. Sheldon Richardson basically pulls something out of a Hunter S. Thompson book <laughs> and gets one game. Tom Brady gets four for throwing slightly under-inflated footballs. Martavis Bryant gets a year for smoking pot. I don't know. To me, I, I can't make sense out of any of it. Well, I think m many agree that the, the pot thing is so convoluted at this point and is probably – with the other CBA issues that will come up at some point needs to be completely changed. But, but those are easier to understand because there is a process for those. You have right. three until you get – you can fail it three times, then you get your four games, and then – I don't know if that was the drug that McLean failed, but then you get your 10 games the and next time the, after that. The process with the Patriots thing made sense, too, because you're not allowed to cheat. In oh, especially <laughs> well, the there's playoffs. that. Unless, unless you're the other 31 teams. Okay, just saying. That's I mean, Richardson process. went through the legal court process with this thing, too. This is from last summer, so some of it maybe that could have helped 
uh, tone it down some. But in the end, you know, he's driving, what, 100-and-something miles an hour with a 12-year-old in the car with firearms and marijuana. So, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I have children, <laughs> and it's not, it's not, I'm not going to be going to him for the guidebook on how to deal with you. That's not a weekend in the Sessler uh, world? It sounds actually, elements of it sound fine, but, uh, you know, firearms next to children's feet in a car, not my, just not the so way you, I do So you like the speeding and the marijuana? I'm not pulling things out Don't that I that like question. specifically. Not going to answer it. Not going to answer it. The final no. suspension to talk about Johnny Manziel, who is wandering through the wilderness of life, uh, to borrow a, a, a Sesslerism, um, has been suspended four games uh, due to a violation of the league's substance abuse policy. Rap sheet reported Thursday. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just the beginning for Manziel, who, if he ever ended up getting back in the league, which you know is very highly in doubt right now, he would likely be facing another lengthy suspension tied to his domestic violence incident recently. Not to mention the guy's 140 pounds and sent out a tweet this week in which he said, starting Friday, I'm going sober, uh, which really makes me worried about tonight, Thursday. Uh, and I, I say that kind of joking, but at the same time, when the dads out there are saying that he, his son's a druggie and is, is going to die, there's very real things going on. So we may never see Manziel again, but when and if he ever comes back, he's going to have a lot of time to kill during what will likely be multiple suspensions, but right now it's four games, Mark. I, I don't like some of the spin on Twitter, and it's coming from certain people that know sources close to Johnny Manziel saying, well, this this suspension fits right in with his plan because he was really working to be in tip-top shape for 2017. That's not how football works and how building trust with 32 teams, or at this point, 31 works. And, I mean, honestly, Manziel, Kevin Patra, we got a we got a research grid from NFL Research with all the stuff that had happened to him, not on the field, just off the field. Of uh, Kevin Patra? Well, no, Kevin Patra sent this out of Johnny Manziel, oh. and he couldn't even fit it in a screenshot, and it was rather small uh, type. Kevin so, Patra's uh, gnome had a six pack, by the way. That that I liked. Yeah. I mean, you know, Manziel makes uh, Sheldon Richardson look like the offspring of Mother Teresa at this point. So I, you, you just hope with Manziel that he can clean it up before he worries about playing again. Like you mentioned, he weighs about 100 pounds less than he should. Well, we, I mean, this offseason, we're all kind of tired of seeing the updates of John. You know how, you know how I know Manziel. Greg's tired of what? He's looking at the Wimbledon schedule on his laptop. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you got to find out when Nishikori's playing tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Is that my girl? No. Who's my girl? Uh, you liked Camilla Georgie. She oh, was, Camilla Georgie. Was, what what spurned you to like her? Was it what what about her game? She was knocked like? out in the first round. Well, the the Yankees are having a down year, and there's nobody else playing right now. And you know, uh, the U.S. got knocked out of the Copa, and the Irish got knocked out of the Euro Cup. So now uh, I like her talents, her abilities. I saw sure. her on TV earlier this week. Big hitter. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Poor, oh, big hitter. It it is crazy though watching these updates in real time with everyone taking it's a totally different <laughs> sort of Truman show thing that is going on with Johnny Manziel right now and it, and it's pretty oh. sad the the fact that he has a hat like his dad talks to the media about he thinks Johnny Manziel is going to die and then Johnny Manziel posts an Instagram of him you know atop a canyon in in Mexico or whatever with a hashtag like hi dad you could not it's just a, another level of bizarre, sad reality show that everyone is gawking at that I don't think we've quite seen before. Well, Have we? I, I mean, mean, no. Not, it's not, it's an insane not thing going one. on he right now, and it's kind of sad. It's was, very sad. He was a college star. 
and then he was supposed to be an NFL star. Now he's just like a TMZ star. That's that's yep. what his life is now, and it's sad. He's a one-man bipedal bacchanalia. I mean, this guy's <laughs> there's no way he's going to become sober. He's committed to partying like most people are committed to becoming better football players. Well, it's it it not to get too dark here, but I mean, it seems like it's you know I watch Intervention, um, which is a great great show. <laughs> Was that a bum? <laughs> and you're basically watching people for a while for a lot of the show going towards them hitting bottom, and right. you're just literally watching them on their way to hitting bottom, and that's kind of what this feels like. And people like to watch that, you say. Well, that a that lot of I think people do. There Greg is. does when he's not watching Wimbledon. That has like redemptive powers because people are—it's their family trying to help them, and often, you know, very often they they do. They they seek help, so that that's part of it. Let me do—if Johnny Menzel did make his way back in the NFL and became an All-Pro passer, would that be the greatest comeback of any comeback? Not in my book. Okay, <laughs> and he did it with the Browns because that's no, your worst fear. Well, I it would be in terms of to go f- far off the grid and return. I mean, Trent Richardson's there, but this is a whole other level of that. So as long as it's former Browns, because Josh Gordon would be another one. Maybe maybe <laughs> Justin Blackman came back and had a, a fifteen hundred yard season. I wouldn't call it an irrational fan fear, but no one is more consumed by the fear of a team from a player from your team s- succeeding elsewhere. Well, no more. No one you. has drafted more near psychotics that are still making news. <laughs> are you talking football only? What for? Like the greatest comeback. Of I know. I'm trying to think of. I mean, no, got, I'm going to go all the way out. You got the Jim Morris story in baseball, right? That they turned into a Disney movie. The guy who was like oh, right. a high school coach at age 38 and ends up throwing 98 miles an hour as a lefty. Mm. All right. Magic was pretty good. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. For the time when that happened and for him to. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. It's of not at like the that. level of Johnny made it back, though. Johnny I mean, would be. He was, diag- he was diagnosed with with HIV, especially at a time when he didn't know what that was right. at, that well, and ended up, you know, returning. But he know, still had the All Star uh, semblance of his of his abilities, and he was a huge fan favorite. I don't know. I'm giving this to you. If Johnny Manziel is hoisting the Lombardi well, you know, Trophy for like the Detroit uh, Lions four years from now, you've won this debate. Lance Armstrong would have been one, but I feel like that's yeah. that's been colored differently now. Irish chimes in with Josh Hamilton, another great comeback. Oh player. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all right. And finally in the news, Doug Baldwin, the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver who blew up last season, leading the NFL uh, with 14 touchdown receptions, has a new deal to show for it. Four years, $46 million extension signed Tuesday. Keeps him under contract through the 2020 season. Rap sheet reported. The Seahawks later confirmed. Uh, six years into his career, his third contract, Wes, is Doug Baldwin – uh, does Russell Wilson make Doug, Doug Baldwin or the other way around? Well, I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think they're both good players. But you like doing that. You love saying that all the time, that wide receivers make quarterbacks. doesn't apply to every situation. Okay. Odell Beckham makes quarterbacks. Randy Moss made quarterbacks. Well, in this case, don't you think Russell Wilson makes Doug Baldwin more than the other way around? If you really, ha- if you were forced to choose. I don't know. I don't know why we have to do that. You like doing that. It doesn't apply that. to every situation. I was helping you. No, I don't believe that. Okay. I think that. Doug Baldwin is one of the most underrated wide receiver. He was, he and Larry Fitzgerald were the best slot receivers in the NFL last year, mm. and I think it's telling that Baldwin. Almost every stat shows that he was the most efficient wide receiver in the NFL. Russell Wilson had the highest passer rating in the league, throwing to Doug Baldwin. I think you had a tweet up up that alley, basically, about how con- how consistent he was. And it, yesterday they had the. 2013 NFC Championship game on, and there's not a whole lot going on in the office. I was actually watching one of these games for once, and 
Doug Baldwin making play after play. And now so was Russell Wilson, so I th- they are tied together. But this is like this, the, he came out of nowhere for the Seahawks. They, they do a better job than most teams of finding players at low draft picks or off the market and turning them into productive. He's players. an undrafted player on his third contract. Tough to get to your Crazy. third contract at 27. And I love that they rewarded a guy who's like their guy because he doesn't have great stats. I mean, he never topped 1,000 yards before last year. He has about the same stats. as Tied like, for the lead in touchdown reception. Right. That, he definitely had, is coming off his best year, but he's like Michael Floyd probably has similar stats for his, his career. But he seems like, you know how they used to say, like, hey, is he a true Yankee? But A-Rod's not a true – like, Doug Baldwin seems like a, like a true Seahawk. <laughs> Definitely. He's a Absolutely. Tr- I think he's a – Well, you had to have your true Yankee moment. <laughs> right. Did Doug Baldwin have his true Seahawk moment yet? I am calling Fair. it. We have capped out on the baseball talk. <laughs> he's emblematic of their wide receiver core, which doesn't get respect, but – is willing to play special teams, is willing to run block, is willing to step up for other teammates, and they don't need the attention, but I think he's that. they have that hard hat mentality. They'll do anything. He big wants big NFC championship game, I remember, against the old uh, Seahawks that they won. That there was a lot of but belly. I mean, the uh, Packers, rather, before they lost to the Patriots. A lot of belly aching that the Seahawks wide receivers weren't properly um, given the credit they deserve, but now what? You know he's being targeted in that offense. He's getting making a lot of money. Doug, everything worked out for you. That's what's happening in the news. Good return man. Sometimes. Hey, listen, he's a nice ball player. School ball player. <laughs> Makes school plays. Hard nosed. School ball player. Mark, what's up? Uh, you know, on the last podcast, it was asked of me. Oh, was there any you know riffraff, nonsensical comments about uh, pointed at me while I was on vacation? And I actually didn't even check with my sparrows with my sparrows because I came in, I was feeling good. It was good to see you guys, and I didn't I didn't want to you know necessarily go down that road. I thought if if anything had happened, let's just let it go by. Sure. But you know, it's hard not just to do research and to dig into these things when you hear whispers and. Uh, Whisper. You know, I, maybe maybe our producer's in a bad mood because he feels the way I do about what we discovered together. Now, I won't point out the fact that initially he said everything was fine, but he's come around. Brandon, can we just take a quick uh, listen to something that, that I uncovered? Speaking of Mark and photos and Instagram, Chris mm. Wessling upset that Mark gets adulation for his Instagram feed, <laughs> his artistic merits as, as a photographer. And this is a direct quote from Wes. Mark, quote, tries to do L.A. empty streets. Ooh. <laughs> not much to read into that. I mean, it's That's pretty not. much black and white. Did you say it? It's black and white like most of his photos. Did you say it? <laughs> Shot right there, too. All right. Before, I mean, before we get into any sort of retort, Brandon, what do we call that around here? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what is that? What is going on? It's a super. Well, it's a super. That's exactly. And Greg, I, I, wow. I came away initially thinking that I am so happy that when the boss was away, I went out of my, out of my directions, out of my freedoms to say that I'm going to stick up for Greg and go, you know, keep an, a watchdog type attitude. And I know. That Greg did the same, right, Brandon? <laughs> Greg asks, "Oh, do people actually like Mark's photos? They think he does like a nice job artistically." I didn't paraphrase. Now you're paraphrasing. And you're not saying that's the that. basic <laughs> gist of what you said. 
So I'll let you and Dan sort that out because Dan – You can I, blame I, that on Dan. Well, I think no, that no, Dan, no. Dan gets points for being an A-plus rabble-rouser. Now, again – be, No, I'm not being – I wasn't even being Stinky Davis there, by the way, just to clarify. Oh, you were absolutely being in Stinky In my, my tone there wasn't like Greg was saying, oh, people think that uh, Mark is good. It was like – more like, oh, people think that Mark's stuff is artistic. It was more in that tone. It came across the wrong way. You were being a Stinky Davis with the whole conversation, especially no. when you emphasize tries to. That, okay, that well, was your direct quote. Here is the upshot. You guys had three podcasts to go and do whatever you wanted to do uh, while I was away. I, I love you all. I'm not even upset at you, but a punishment. I had to come up with a punishment. And this as is of for midnight, Wes, Wes and this is for all three of you. Oh. Why would I even be involved? I, I will allow I you. I wasn't involved at all. I will allow you to appeal this down the road, but the punishment comes before the appeal. As of midnight, all three of you are being blocked from my Instagram account, which, according to the way that you speak about it, you won't even miss it for sixty days. For Wait, sixty days, you didn't get him to play the part where I said yours was one of my favorite Instagram. Too didn't little, hear that too part. late, Wesley. Didn't hear that part, mm. Wes. There was zero editing in that. Nothing. I just took that verbatim. Can so I, you got. Why, why didn't you, you keep it? the part in where I said it was one of my favorite Instagram selective editing? That wouldn't have sounded uh, very good. Oh, okay. That wouldn't have helped make the point. I think you know. <laughs> here's the thing: as of midnight, you have you got a couple more hours to look at those photos and critique them and send out your. You're critiques. blocked from mine too. Oh! Whoa. I didn't even know you had. Yes! One. Yes! Yes! Whoa. Yes! 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 <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yes! You didn't know I had one. More disrespect for my Instagram. I know that, I know that you it's have one. It's all coming one. out, baby! And I, and I actually have often praised yours. I don't know where this sense of lack of praise for your photos are. You're quite a good photographer, Wes. I'll miss watching right, yours as well. Listen, the I don't like to see the kissing cousins fight. Let's No more you know, things like that. No more conversation like that. Let's keep it above the treetops. Sixty days. That's fair. Wasn't that? Ex what, weren't you just cheering thirty seconds ago? <laughs> Literally. You can't put me in a box, Rosenthal. <laughs> but I think I think both people got out what was really at the heart of it because there's a lot of dancing around it, but there was a little Instagram-related tension, and now it's out on the table, and that's ultimately. It's healthier now. Thing. It's healthier. I feel better too, by the way. I will not appeal. Oh, we can tell. I will not appeal uh, my suspension, mostly because I only use Instagram one week per year. I did not feel it would affect you on any yeah. level or anyone, but yeah. I'm doing it for my own sense of justice. All right. It's a healthy competition here. I, you did uncover that. Thank you. Dan. Thank you, Greg. I don't know how the I The problem is often Wes and I are in the exact same place taking photos <laughs> of the same things. That's maybe where That's some where of this comes That's where it's all coming from. from. A lot of black and white vistas. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about it now. Greg wrote a banger. Ranking the top 12 defensive lines in the NFL. And, you know, Greg, as he's wont to do, he got really creative with his headline. The headline on the article, which you could read, ranking the top 12 defensive lines in the NFL. I didn't, I didn't even title it. <laughs> Just sent it in. One through 12. Up to them. And, ooh, a little scan shows me that Greg did not cheat my Jets. But how did you – what was the process, Greg, to come up with this list? Well, it's very scientific. Hours and hours of tape work, uh, analytic system. No, I mean the process was looking at the rosters. I did watch some some of the plays to help help me write, um, but I was looking for depth. I wasn't just looking for the best player. J.J. Watt, for instance, and the Texans didn't make it because I consider the other two spots on their line uh, average or subpar. Uh, the Eagles, for instance, who have one great player in Fletcher Cox, they got extra points because I think they have their number fifth. 
their number five player, their fifth best defensive lineman, uh, is probably the best fifth best defensive lineman in the league. So they got some extra points. They ended up being number six on the list. But ultimately, I rewarded the teams that had multiple top shelf players and solid starters all around. So that's where your Jets did pretty well, finishing number two on the list. You got to be good when you lose Snacks Harrison and you're still number two. But they have a three-man line, and those three players, Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, and Leonard Williams, all have extremely high potential. And I like and I like Jarvis Jenkins, a guy who I once gave a making the leap love to as a, as a nice fourth reserve there. Very nice. You have the Jets. I'll go through the uh, top five here. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at five. The New York Giants. We'll talk about that in a second. At four, Cincinnati Bengals at three. The Jets at two. And the L.A. Rams at one. Wes, I know you're going to have a problem with the Giants at four, right? It's all conjecture. Well, I said that. Yeah, cool. I, I, it's more, I, would, I said it's a con, more of concept than reality, like, like you me, say Victor Cruz's career is. Give me J.J. Watt and the rest of the Texans' defensive linemen over the Giants' big names that are all conjecture. Hmm. But isn't that just J.J. Watt's a great player and he makes the people around him a little better? And but how, they're how collectively good? a unit. I mean, you, you can't just say they don't exist because you don't know their names or whatever. I know. I mean, Will Fork and then they're Will looking. Will Fork's a pretty good player. Will Fork is a solid player that plays half his snaps at this point, certainly on the de- you know backside of his career. Their other spot is just a big gaping hole at this point. One one of the worst-looking defensive line starter spots in the league. You act like they didn't have the best defense in the NFL for the final three months of the season. I think the linebackers in the secondary deserve some credit, and J.J. Right, Watt you deserves can't count most, other most of the credit. And I guess why the, Ram, the Rams are separated from the pack here is they have a J.J. Watt-type talent in Aaron Donald. Right. But then there are studs around him as well that well, round out the unit. Robert Quinn, when I was watching him, Jeff Fisher was quoted saying, you have to see Robert Quinn in person to believe how quick he is, how quick his first step is. And when I, was, when I watched some of him, he reminded me of Jamal Charles or Le'Veon Bell going through a defense. That's how he goes through an offensive line. And yet this is a big guy. So the two of them, Donald and Quinn, they might each have the quickest first step of any players at their respective positions. So the two of those guys on the same team, and then you have William Hayes, who has been a really good uh, underrated rotation guy for a while. Michael Brockers, who's a solid starter. They added easily. I mean, they, they have a lot of people there. I mean, it's almost, if the Rams at this point didn't have a top one or two or three defensive line with all the resources they put, it's, it's almost like they only know that one position in football exists and they just keep pouring <laughs> resources. Well, they're good, at, they're good at drafting defensive they are. linemen, so maybe they just stick to that because they know they're good at it. They're lousy at drafting receivers. I have a question for you because when we were, when you were coming around when you were putting this together, you, you had I believe the Panthers and the Dolphins kind of either or back and forth. And we were discussing that. And now I'm looking at the list and it feels like it did change quite a bit. Yeah. It feels like the Dolphins just got bumped. I think you're going to hear from Miami fans saying, what are we doing at number 10? I don't have a, I I thought that they were, the Panthers were the better line. What happened with your process? Well, the more and more I looked into it and thought about it and watched the numbers and thought about the depth that, the Dolphins looked worse and worse. Sue is a great player. I put him in my top 20 players in the entire league. Mario Williams was one of the worst starters in the league last year. I know he can be better, but he wasn't last year, and he's getting up there. Cameron Wake's 34 years old. So in terms of all-name team, they would be number one two or you, three seasons ago. But right now, they're one guy, and the rest of the spots are question I marks. think you said earlier this week that the more you studied the Dolphins, the further they fell down this list. That's right. I mean, and they're they're okay. They're at 10. We got the Raiders at 9. I like them as a young group. 
Uh, Seahawks at eight, Vikings seven, and Eagles, as I mentioned, were number six. I mean, that, not to, this is the Panthers, by the way, are underrated. After I thought about it more and more, Charles Johnson's still in the book. Well, and we know starter. that those players work in Ex- that system. Exactly, and they're better, and I, and I think this is true about the Vikings, the Bengals. How did you slip the Giants in over the Panthers? I don't get that one. They, the Giants have – my thought was they have above-average starters at every position, whereas Star Lodalele is above-average – uh, and Charles Johnson's above average. We don't know what Coney Ely is. He wasn't really that good when he played last year other than the Super Bowl. Which he dominated. Olivier Vernon and David Harrison have never played in the Giants system before. They're complete wild cards, as is JPP. I, I might have overrated the Giants. I, I can that, buy that. I think the Texans, they got to be on this list, Greg. Well, they are in a little section I put up I at the top. I saw that. You know, but I think <laughs> like they I mentioned. Should, when you, it's like the best starting five in the NBA if you did top 12. Sorry for another sports analogy, Mark. But, like, the the Cavs would be in there because of LeBron alone and what he does for the other players in addition to being amazing. That's J.J. Watt. Exactly. I think the Bills need to earn their spot again. They they should have fallen out of the list. They were number 11. Chiefs were 12. I don't think the Giants should be on the list. I, for what well, you got you to gotta project. I'm thinking, go, I'm thinking what they're going to be this season. They're going to be mean, overpaid and overrated. I'm not counting what they did in the past totally, although that's a factor. There are some teams – and and you guys make good points. Maybe the Giants should be allowed. That's why these are be lower. That's why these lists are, are fun. Some teams like the Vikings and the Bengals are two that come to mind, two related to Mike Zimmer. They're better as a group than they are just looking at the individual names. Like Seahawks, too. However you work it, the Bengals always find someone to take 500, 600 snaps that's effective. So whoever that might be, and they have a great one to punch in Atkins and Dunlop, and that's why they got so high on the list. They're always better as a group. I like what you did here. You have the Eagles at six and the Panthers at five. And to kind of neutralize a lot of flack that you're going to get for this list to begin with, he embedded a Twitter poll that clearly shows the Panthers dominating the Eagles in terms of public opinion. Almost 4,000 votes. And don't think I I didn't notice that. That's your first Twitter poll, isn't it, bud? That's I true. Think you also it's hate embedding part. tweets into your articles. That's true. Well, I just figured I had said Breaking all the rules. Well, you're putting out one. fires here. This was a good move. I was I was trying to ma- I had a hard time where I should rank the Panthers. They once were ninth or 10th and I kept moving them up. Maybe I should have put them even more. It's maybe this now. could be like the life uh you know, maybe this could be like Tila, Pablo and I could keep changing the article. A living document? It could be <laughs> it could be something that keeps evolving. Panthers keep moving up. There's 1% of our audience that knows what T-LOP means. <laughs> Could be like the QB index, except it's a D-line index. You just do it every week. Have one for every position. <laughs> the life of dominate NFL.com from now until the time that computers die. <laughs> T-LOP is the life of Pablo, Kanye West album, which, he, which he is still adding to. Just added another song about a week and a half ago. Hey, is that allowed? Kanye. That he's trying to make up some new rules. This. It's interesting. Kanye, come back to us. <laughs> You put the new songs. He come back album. to us. He was never with us. I'm trying to. That's I'm fair. trying to bring him back. That's He's fair. way out there. He was never started. with us. He's way out there. All I'd right. Say keep you got You got to have some cojones track. to add a new song two months after it was released. It's like, uh, or you're disorganized. I don't know. It's one <laughs> of the two. Or a completely crazy person. Okay, so that's uh, a nice banger by Greg. Check it out on NFL.com. Finally, uh, before we go, let's uh, let's talk about it. Uh, we don't have a ton of, ton of time to talk about it, but let's uh, 12 teams made the playoffs last year. I'm going to real quickly reel them off. Broncos, Patriots, Chiefs, Texans, Bengals, Steelers in the AFC, Redskins, Vikings, Cardinals, Panthers, Packers, and Seahawks in the NFC. I'm talking... Not even a gun to your head, Sessler. A blowtorch 
to your head. Imagine that thing just lighting you up, and then you burn alive. The flesh comes off the bone, and you realize what's happening before you perish. It's not a great way to go. Sounds terrible. So blowtorch to your uh, head. Who's not making the playoffs in this group in 2016? Please get that. I'm going to act quickly with the Heat next to me. Washington Redskins. Okay. Why not? And well, for me, it's it's partly about the Redskins, and it's partly about the fact that last year was so chaotic in the NFC East, and I just see any one of those teams could win that. There are parts about the Redskins I like quite a bit. I think that they've got a bit of a nasty attitude. Uh, I like their GM. I think he's building a good team. But I look at the Dallas that it could get with Dez and Romo back. could be a completely – I don't care about the defensive scenarios there. With that offense, they could go back. They won four games last year. They could flip re- records with the Redskins for all I care. The Giants are a little bit of a mystery. Well, you better care because your face will be literally in flames. Well, I'm feeling good spot. about this pick. I think the Redskins can lose one more game, be 8-8, eight and eight, not win the division. So I'm comfortable with this pick. Okay. Well, one thing in your favor is any of those teams could win the division. That's the thing. There's no – it's not – I think not the really calling much of a surprise I think the here. Giants, if things broke right, could absolutely win a division. Well, the Giants do that every couple of years anyways when we're not expecting it. They're, that division, and the Redskins especially, benefited from a soft schedule last year. I think you know, it's going to be tough to, for them to repeat. I think I did a good job wins. here. Did a very good you job. You may survive, Wes. I had to throw a curveball here. I I had the Vikings all queued up as the team, but I, you know what? I think they're going to make it. I think the Packers are going to take that division, but I don't see like some strong wild card team other than the Cardinals, Seahawks, whoever doesn't win that division, but. I got to go away from the Vikings. I'm saving them. I'm going Kansas City Chiefs because that to me is the most balanced division in football this year. And their best player on their roster is Justin Houston is a giant question mark. The secondary to me is a question mark after losing a couple of starters. I think they've got they've just got too many questions for me in a tough division. Offensive line, some questions there, lost a couple of starters. Everything went right last year. You, I mean, t- down the stretch. But they're good. I, they are good. They, I had them as the – they were on that best defensive line list, uh, probably the most unsung group of, of, on that list on Terry Poe, Allen Bailey, Jay Howard, but just like rocks. They're just so solid. And you get Jamal Charles back. You have continuity. I mean, the Jets went 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. The Chiefs could go 10-6 and six and miss the playoffs. That's a crazy division. I'll probably wind up not picking the – Chiefs to the playoffs just because I'm going to want to change some teams in and out, and they don't get us going. And yet, year after year, the the Andy Reid Chiefs overachieve. Hmm. Overachieve. Got it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Got it. Play on words. <laughs> Wes, funny. Liked it. All right, my pick. <laughs> Down Rickles over here. <laughs> I like Rickles. You're a Rickles fan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not the love. This is the, I mean, like the last 30 years of his career, but other than that. This yeah. has been a good like le- yeah. last couple of weeks in terms of Wes, like um, Old Man Wes, because you had Blood on the Tracks as the best album of the year in 2016. That was last a joke. Week. I mean, if you don't like Blood on the Tracks, i got to question your taste in music. Oh, it's great. If Wes was a comedian, he would be playing like in the Catskills. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shot. No, I wouldn't. Don Rickles is a classic. Um, all right. Here's my choice for the team that will miss the playoffs. I'm just kidding. I would love to say that. I would love to say oh, that. Oh, come on. Can't do it. At least do it. No, because I can't. I would love to say this is the year the Patriots finally go down to flames, but that's next year. 
Your what about would, Brady's your, your head would be, that you predicted? Your head would be what? going down in flames if you picked the Patriots. Yeah, that blow exactly. You right predicted team. Brady's decline. So a decline, declining Brady will still get them to the playoffs. Tom Brady, when he declines this year, not if, when he declines, will be uh, like the number 14 quarterback. He'll just ride Jamie Collins into the postseason. Yeah, that uh, is a huge if. That's not a win. No, it's like he'll be <laughs> good. He'll be like a little worse than Matt Ryan was last year. That type of quarterback. Just, you know, wait and see. If if that was true, I think they would have a hard time making the playoffs. I mean, Tom Brady's effectiveness is they have a the best rather large the component in their effect in their team. I know, but he's going to throw, you know, 28 to 30 touchdowns. He's going to be good. He's just it's, the decline is going to be good. You'll, you guys will see soon enough. Uh, West Stolman. One of these years, you'll be right. <laughs> exactly. The Jets are going to suffer for your – Oh, yeah. The, when will the Jets start suffering? Uh, the Chiefs <laughs> uh, were my pick as well, Wes. Oh, sorry. And uh, and then my backup was going to be the Vikings, uh, which I should probably say I, there's like Minnesota radio shows r- ripping us whenever we go against the Vikings. I don't have anything against the Vikings. I do. Um, I will only say that I do. I have this weird Sessler about the, the Bears this year. So I think the Vikings are vulnerable. I don't think they're going to go down in flames, but I could see uh, things working out a little bit differently, especially if Teddy Bridgewater, two parts. Teddy Bridgewater, we talk about him a lot, might not be you know, a real franchise quarterback. We'll get a good idea this year with some better supporting cast. But watch out for Adrian Peterson this year. What happens with Adrian Peterson uh, in his age, what, 31, 32 mm. season? 31. 31, where he showed, he didn't have the same burst last year. A legendary mm-hmm. player, of course, but he needs to be Adrian Peterson to carry that offense if Teddy Bridgewater is going to stay at this level. I don't know if it all works out for him. That's why I think another team can take their spot. I think we might need to ultimately put a sandwich on the Vikings because I am going to stick to my prediction that we look at Mike Zimmer as a top five coach after this season. Yeah, I like the Vikings. I I think they'll continue on. But this talk about Peterson has me thinking this is sort of becoming Dan's thing, putting guy, putting all time legends into early retirement. It could be like a segment. Don't you know, put me Se- in a box. Sessler used to say guys are going to get injured. You say all time legends are going to fall off. Who was the last? Well, by guy? the way, both things happened. Tom Brady and Who was Adrian. The last Peterson. guy to give up on Peyton Manning. Me. Well, well, how'd that work out? For well, you? I'm just saying, you well, don't put me in a box, bro. <laughs> I mean, it was don't try. A, it was a jokey box. I'm, I'm out not, of the box. <laughs> it was, it was a I, joke. I don't agree that his burst wasn't there last year. I mean, he led the NFL in rushing, and he had some great bursts throughout the season. He got caught from behind a couple of times. I just remember, and I don't know. I don't know if uh, had a year off. He's still great, uh, but is he still the best? I don't know about that anymore. Open up that new stadium. They really did time it nicely. It's it's just how you would draw it up to open up a new stadium with this type of team, rising team and a young quarterback and an all-time legend. I think it'll be magical. Don't sleep on oh, Jarek McKinnon, by the way. I'll do the, the, the parallel there. My Tom Brady theory will be very similar to my Adrian Peterson theory. Still will be viewed as a top 10 running back, but it'll be like Darrell Reeves' slight decline last year. You just start to come back to the pack at a certain point. You're right, though. Vikings fans do think uh, – we're out to get him. I heard it. I heard. Uh, it's not personal. I heard this in the break room from a Vikings fan again. Well, I don't think it's, it's actually. Like I think there was a hot not period. True. It's not true. There was a week or two where that were. I, I, I get maybe where they're coming from on some level, but it's fair to with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback. I'm not in love with the guy. I don't think any of us are. Greg. Well, I was already on the record from some other segment. I forgot that we did. I don't know what the name was that the Broncos were not going to make the playoffs. So I feel like I already used that, and that was more of an onion hanger. So I'm going to go safe 
And that's I'm gonna, your choice, and now you just this is another one. This is another one. Okay. Yes, because I'm sticking to that. I want to be okay. consistent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Here, here is a second team that will not make the playoffs again, and that's the Houston Texans, a team that I never fully believed in. Uh, last year anyways. Good defense. You're right, Wes. They had a stretch where you thought they were the best defense in the league. You know, they also didn't play like the best defense in the league uh, at times after that, and there was only so much they could do in that playoff game against the Chiefs when the offense is just absolutely collapsing. I'm just not convinced they're going to put all these pieces together and be a great offense. I think they'll be an okay offense with a slightly better than okay defense. And I like the Colts and the Jaguars more. I mean, if I just look at the rosters and the teams and who's rising, I like the Colts' chances of winning that division again. And if not, I like the Jaguars. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Texans are third and they don't make it back. Hmm. Lamar Miller. I don't have any problem with any of that. I, I think the Texans have as wide a range of outcomes as just about any team. I don't think they're a bad team. They've proven they've got the best player in the league in J.J. Watt, in my mind. They've got a good coach uh, that can create some offense. But it it's one thing to try to put a defense together. That's not easy either and have them gel right away. I think it's even harder to put an offense together with all these new pieces and you're counting on Jalen Strong to step up and a couple rookies and a new quarterback. If Osweiler well, works out, Lamar Miller is who Dan <laughs> says he is, and Jadevian Clowney finally realizes the potential, it's a Super Bowl contender. And also, you know, you've got Will mm-hmm. Fuller now across from Nuke. So you've got an offense in place. I would say this. I think they have the best coach in the AFC South. Hmm. And But I, I agree. With your, your conceit is not off base. They, they only won the division by a game last year. The Titans, if the Titans and Jaguars – don't do what we think this year or get close to it. We have major issues. I, I, mean, I always got to be done with the AFC South at that point. I default to the quarterbacks and to offense. That's usually the teams I pick. I think that's how you'll be right more often than not. And I think luck and Bortles and the Colts and Jags offenses, I like them better. That is some, that's some damning with faint praise, by the way, saying somebody's the best coach in the AFC South. <laughs> Well, no, all right, but it's but just Mike Markey. I also think Bill O'Brien is is a coach on the rise too. I think he's a better coach than he gets credit for in general. I mean, he did a good job last year with with he with did. junk at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, to win nine games last season, and there were a couple games where they just flat out were a tougher team than the play the team they played. I can't believe you just called Cleveland Springsteen junk. Well, I loyalty. I don't need to be loyal to him anymore. <laughs> By the way, I've, I've taken uh, Dan's notes that he's been writing down during the show, and uh, it includes the, the phrase, Lamar Miller is awesome with an exclamation point, and the exclamation point has a heart for oh the boy. circle, and the is has a heart uh, as the dot. There will be some Texans on the old uh, making the leap list. I'll just say that. Maybe. Yeah, Multiple. Multiple. They have multiple guys making the leap in addition to having J.J. Watt and the best coach in the AFC South. Hey, football's a team sport. You need 30, 40 quality players. Is Brock Osweiler one of them? It's not Brock. Well, I know who one of them is. Well, like Croc Osweiler. Nailed it. It's not that hard to figure out. Well, we'll have plenty of time for that. Greg is up and out of his seat. Yeah, I'm time. not quite sure why this time. I'm get, it's because I'm getting I'm getting loose for the big softball exhibition tonight. I'm playing. Oh yeah, you might Maybe. be playing. We got to figure be. out what's going on. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I would love for you to really be look either. Way. I don't know about that swing. That's a pop up. Um, drop your drop we, your elbow. Not me, but the rest of the crew will be back on Monday uh, with a show, and then later in the week, Irishman's been working hard, diligently. Uh, on the best of show. I think the first one will roll out 
next week. So well, we're we'll definitely not back on Monday, which is July fourth. Oh, not right. even sure we're going to be back on the fifth. We, we'll we'll uh, we'll put some shows out. There will be two shows next week. One will be a fresh show. The other will be a best of uh, to be announced when they happen. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy your holiday weekend, fellow Americans, and everyone else across the globe. We love you. We really do. Until then, this is Dan Hansels signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman. The boss. And the Irishman. Hang in there, buddy. I got a hug coming for you. Till next week. Are we, uh, how are we doing no. back there? Oh, we're fine. I'm just letting you guys get all this random crap out of the way now. Oh, yeah. Don't have fun on the show. Good, good call, producer. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.